Hi there and welcome to All Day Intentional with me Tali Victory at Taliviki on IG. This is a space where I share life skills and tips as we rethink, relearn and reform and hopefully you get to pick a lesson or two. Should I meet your acquaintance, I'll appreciate you following or subscribing to the podcast, maybe even share with a friend or group. So let's get down to today's episode. Enjoy. This is Threads of Therapy on All Day Intentional. The intention is to provide access to everyday psychology tips to uphold gender wellness for consistent body, mind, and soul checkings. And Anastasia is back, and today we are talking about deconstructing and religious trauma. Yes, I know you've already seen that from the title, and this one is for you guys who have left a form of religious setting or you're thinking about living a form of religious setting and you're wondering if you're right for doing it we hope that this conversation will help you put one and two together and yeah as always maybe pick a lesson or two maybe even affirm or help you just through the entire process we've gone through it ourselves and it hasn't been easy so yes it's part one and two because it's a very long conversation but we hope you enjoy Hi, Anastasia. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How have you been? You are officially the first guest to appear here twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think we should, we should, we should do something. We should do something after this. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for agreeing to do this. As always, it's always a pleasure to have mm-hmm. you here you. and today's topic is very i don't know if you would say it's controversial how are you yeah. feeling how yeah. are you feeling about the topic uh it's a top <laughs> it's a topic where <laughs> my <laughs> my points of view are very in the middle because mm-hmm. i have had experiences in this and then i've had had experiences in the quote-unquote opposite where mm. um those who uh, separated themselves from religion are doing mm-hmm. well. And then, mm-hmm. so I'm in therapy trying to teach them how to live without it. And then there are those yeah. who are in therapy, I'm trying to teach them to create their own uh, mm-hmm. religious connection with whoever they believe in. So I've gotten mm-hmm. both sides of the question. So I'm very in the middle. So I was looking at, actually, I was looking at the questions and I'm like, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for, for yeah. sure, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would say for me, I, I think, uh, okay, I'm not a psychologist, but mm-hmm. my yeah. my experience is also the same. Yeah. Because I think life has taught me how to, like, view life in two opposite in the spectrums. Duality. Mm. So, yeah, exactly, that's the word. Yeah. So there are times you look at uh, some of the things that we we prejudge as the norm yeah and then you're like yeah it's a bit true but there's also this other side of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and how do we blend the two yeah the two how 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 do we support people who dance in that duality yeah yeah so (laughs) i think i would i would start with my own story um 
I don't know if you, you've listened to that episode. I've actually done an episode on my my thoughts on spirituality, quote unquote. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my background is I'm a pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bishop. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know why you're laughing. We are those kids who <laughs> we are told, uh, pastors' kids, hey, you, okay, you, 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 I know you're the wrong ones. <laughs> you grow up in a very controlled envi- environment, and then mm. when you when you finally become your own person, you're like, okay, so mm-hmm. what happened there? Like every this doctrine that I grew up with, this environment yeah. that mm-hmm. I had to adhere to, mm-hmm. and this role model I had to play, yeah. all these things. So what what's what next? What do I even believe? Or yeah. did I just go with the flow of go with the flow. Um, yeah, of my parents' beliefs, or did I just do what I was told I was supposed to do? Mm. um what was expected of me but now that i can think for myself what next mm. am i allowed to let it go am i allowed to as we are saying to deconstruct I, am, mm. am i allowed to believe in something different how will that look like how does that affect my mental health um i think for me i always questioned i always questioned why things were done the way they were done yeah. And there are times I used to ask questions. And you know, I think at you that point <laughs> I used to ask questions. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, exactly. I was sort of like never ask questions. Never ask questions. And, yeah. and every time you ask a question and then bad luck, you do something wrong, mm. like mm. a day or two after, mm. it's like, oh, that's why you are asking that question. Yeah. You know? mm. So it's it's sort of comes back to bite in the you know mm-hmm. <laughs> the ass or something yeah, so it yeah. was a bit it was a bit hard it wasn't like all bad uh, i loved being part of you know like the presentership the teaching yeah. part speaking mm. to kids teaching sunday mm. school it was nice mm. it was fun but yeah. sometimes you would sit down and really question the things mm. you're speaking about yeah uh, the phrases in the music you're listening to mm. and how that would make you feel like hey i remember like one of my biggest questions was why why do we keep on saying that we are not worthy like yeah. why <laughs> yeah why why am i why am i such a terrible person that i can't I yeah <laughs> why do yeah. they need us in the first place like mm, hey mm. then i used to have nightmares when i was a child because oh. of all that and the movies yeah. we used to watch i don't know if yeah. we used to watch the same movies that are left behind yeah. uh passion of the christ i remember hey, passion of the christ a... but my grandmother would never <laughs> let me watch <laughs> that movie <laughs> uh, yeah. my grandmother never let me watch it she was like Mm-mm. <laughs> understand that I'm, I'm just remembering them from the top of my head and they were, yeah. they were a lot so every time we watched those things and obviously we'd watch yeah. them at night so when mm. you go to bed after that you can only imagine right. the type of dreams mm. you would yeah. have mm. yeah, it was a lot it was a lot i used to question this god then i also had that hard time separating my dad the preacher and my dad the the the, the, the father figure yeah. yeah 
-hmm. exactly and i think also as a result i sort of intertwined the god figure mm -hmm. with my dad mm -hmm. to some aspect because now he's the man on the altar and we're also talking about god the father so you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, long story short, uh, around 2020, I, I decided to go for full in into the disc, deconstruction bit. So mm -hmm. I just decided, let me just research on my own and really mm -hmm. not be afraid of these questions that I keep on asking. And let's just see where mm -hmm. it takes me. <laughs> I hope I don't like land in hell, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I think, I think for me, my experience with the church was actually quite positive, funnily enough, mm -hmm. as I am not even a uh, Christian. <laughs> oh, it was okay. actually quite a healthy relationship because my, I think my mom's, I always say my mom was born in the wrong generation and it is because <laughs> of the experience I've had as her daughter. She's mm -hmm. very, ask those questions. She, oh. Whenever I asked a question, she always had an answer, always. And if she did it, we'd sit down and like open wow. that Bible and find that answer. But she always had an answer. So she'd be like, ask those questions. Because if you don't ask the questions, mm -hmm. you start doubting a lot of things. So she was yeah. very pro ask those questions. And then the church I attended was very supportive. And and mm. and it was very, you know, and I guess because the church was started off by family, by my grandmother. Uh, mm -hmm. and the family members so it was so mm -hmm. tight-knit you know and not tight-knit the weird way because mm -hmm. I, I never used to stay I used to go the, the moment I learned how to drive I used to stay <laughs> in church for exactly mm -hmm. two hours and two hours oh, five God. minutes I have gone home <laughs> I didn't like to do the mingling thing so oh, oh was, yeah yeah the mingling thing I wasn't doing it so mm -hmm. it was very supportive, very together. You know, people actually cared about what was going on in your life and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I even got baptized. I always I always uh, bragged that I got baptized because it was a really positive experience. I never felt out of place because, number one, my familial situation is a bit odd. And mm -hmm. from my experience as an adult in the church, it's mm -hmm. been very frowned upon my familial situation because I'm an only child of an only child who is a single oh. mother like i am all the quote unquote absolute what is it called not norm uh, absolute opposite of what the church norm would say oh, is a normal okay. family yeah so 2016 actually the reason why i stopped going to church was in 2016 and mm. i think it was the same reason my mother i also stopped going to church because my mom <laughs> is a very astute christian she can mm -hmm quote for you any bible just quiz her any bible that that woman can tell you the teaching mm -hmm. the origin the history the everything hey, but that okay. day i think she got tired so mm -hmm. already she's a single woman and yeah. mother so already yeah. she used to get the little jabs from like church mm -hmm. about you know getting married and then from family mm -hmm. as well you know you're a single mm -hmm. mother you need support yeah. from a man and yeah. those things so one day <laughs> we we go to we go help a family member start his church which was close to the mm -hmm. one my grandmother started and mm -hmm. you know we were there as support family member support and i think we knew things were gonna go wrong when our family member wasn't the one preaching they had brought about a guest preacher and i think that's where everything went oh. wrong because the topic of that day was family and family support and this okay. man is preaching at some point 
at some point decided that you know single mothers are not doing god's work because they don't have a complete family uh-huh. and families who only have one child are creating families in sin because you can't have oh, an only child because the only child is going to be uh, what was it is going to grow up uh, huh. what is it, crazy or something and you know in that time it's me my mother and my grandmother you're talking to the three generations you're talking to all of us so we are all like sitting yeah. down and we're like because <laughs> my mom is an only child yeah. my mom is a single mother I am an only child my grandmother yeah. had only one child. Only one child. <laughs> so in this in this thing, I I also started to wonder because I know why my grandmother had one child, right? Yeah. My yeah. mom is a rainbow baby. My grandmother couldn't have more than one child. By the time even my mom was being born, my grandmother mm-hmm. had had like six miscarriages. Oh so you're God. telling this woman who had gone through six miscarriages, luckily got yeah. this one child and had yeah. to get i think i think she ended up director me or something because uh-huh. she needed to save her life that uh-huh. she is she is a sin in itself because she decided Jesus. to only have one child and then my mother also who is an only child she can't help the fact yeah. that she's an only child what she's supposed to do who gave birth to only one child right yeah. so do you know my mother just stood up she didn't even tell anybody she's walking away my mother wow. just stood up and walked so I'm, you know, my grandma and I are looking at each other and our house help and our house helps kid because we all, li- we all lived together. So mm-hmm. we all look at each other like, what the hell is happening? And my mom's just going, she's walked. <laughs> she's just gone. And I was like, hey wow. guys, we need to go. Mom, I think mom is actually leaving. And my sister yeah. is like, no, there's no way. And I'm like, I've seen her face. We are going. Trust me, she's, just get up and go. Come on, at what I have. So when we entered the car, she entered the car, she miffed. She was so annoyed. And that was the last time I remember any of us going to church. That was in 2016. We never went back to church. I didn't really turn away from Christianity because Mm -hmm. genuinely I've had a supportive, it was just that day, but I sat down in my head, you know, I sat down and I thought, I I, I don't want to be part of a church, not a religion, Mm -hmm. but a church that deems me an entire sin because of things that are not under my control. And to ridicule my mother for the choices she made that have nothing to do with her closeness to god because what does my mother having a partner or another child have to do with her own relationship with god you know it's it it does nothing it's nothing so i was like do i want to be a part of that and that's how i ended up becoming agnostic because i sat down and i was like maybe one day i should just study the bible as a study like the way you would bible study so i joined a lot of bible study groups I also uh-huh. joined some of my Muslim friends in reading the Quran because I also ended up starting to study the Quran because oh, I was okay. like, I, I, I just need to figure out some few things out. Then I realized yeah. something, the core message is love each other. You know, yeah. the core message is love each other. <laughs> so if there's yeah. anything telling you not to love someone, then it is not really just spiritual. Exactly. Yeah, question. Exactly. If it's telling you not to love someone, then question it. It's not spiritual. And that's how I ended up being a spiritual person. So because of that part, when I'm mm-hmm. dealing with clients, I always tell them, like, I'm not religious. Like, please, yeah. if you're looking for a religious-specific therapist, let me know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind referring you because I know my limits to how I can help you. But yeah. what I have learned is that religion has both pulled up and broken down the equal mm. amount of people 
it has mm-hmm. pulled up a lot of people but has really really broken down yeah. people and yeah. i wouldn't necessarily blame the religion i would blame the 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 messengers i would blame the messengers because mm. you know um i've had people because i know uh, you've even asked the, the the first thing you said you know breaking down highly controlling religion yeah you know, and and i noticed that clients would come to me getting a mm-hmm. divorce both men and women yeah. and they're scared of showing that they're getting a divorce because it's not godly or the yeah, church would not, not accept it yeah and and i've always asked them do you really want to be a part of religion where you can't support your friend who is going through such a tough time because it's not something that is mm. of the rules right and i always ask them you yourself if your friend was going through the same situation would you mm-hmm. judge them or would you be in their house making for them soup so that they're okay and yeah. making sure that you know this process is a bit easier on them and they're yeah. like they tell me the latter and i'm like yeah so why is it different when you go to church and there are churches with divorce mm-hmm. support groups i always tell them i'm like trust me on this there are so many churches with divorce support look for those yeah. ones look yeah. for those ones because those are the churches that understand that life happens mm-hmm. right and you need the yeah. support anyway and religion yeah. is your support structure so we're going to yeah. support you in the best way we know how which is through your yeah. religion yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah i love the way you've said it like religion is your support structure, structure. i i believe yeah if if that was the the original intention of mm-hmm. religion and it's stuck that way then we would be yeah. having a totally different conversation different. right now because okay, i feel yeah, like sure. <laughs> it it changed from being a support structure and a community to support each other into mm. now this whole kind of organization where there's yeah. one man who mm. has the word yeah <laughs> and who has who has you know the access to god and you know it's it's funny because um mm. when you look through the bible the main reason why jesus had cut and cut beef with the pharisees yeah. Yeah. was because of the same thing the same thing yes they <laughs> were beating beating people kilometers on end with <laughs> and flipping tables because it's like what is this what are I you know. guys doing and and genuinely we are still doing it up to now we've we are still doing the same business thing. if yeah. you want to be flipping the same table kilometers which is unfortunate because he tried so hard to I teach know. us like guys please like can we not turn it into a business this is yeah. a sacred place it's a place for support yeah. and prayer and belief can yeah. we just make it that then you're yeah. basically turning it into a business he's still keeping the same tables up to date God knows well, how many I, years later. <laughs> I know, I know. I feel like we we went backward at some point because mm-hmm. I remember yeah. I there's a time the whole thing that you said that if it's not about love then what's the purpose? I yeah. asked a friend of mine, um, are you are you sure mm. if I hate my neighbor but I could and could accept Jesus and as my Lord and Savior I'll go to to heaven? and they were like yeah as long as you've accepted jesus as your lord and savior then that's that but what what like, is the definition of accepting him as your lord and savior there are conditions it's not just saying yes he is my lord and savior it's not just mm-hmm. in your word 
It cannot mm-hmm. be that Jesus showed us his love through his actions, as mm-hmm. we all tend to claim. And then as we are just mm-hmm. talking about it, how that is so unfair. How yeah. is it that, and I'm saying this literally from, I'm not even from the religious perspective, genuinely from the Bible, we are told yeah. that he died for us. His actions mm-hmm. depicted his love for us. He didn't just say, he didn't yeah. just talk. He did yeah. things because, you know, actions speak louder than words. How are we mm. now? As we are now saying words are louder, you know what? You know, <laughs> we are all talk. as long as we have said it. <laughs> Where we are all talk, no actions. No, by no the, I, actions. I, I think where that's the generation that we are in right now, mm-hmm. it's all talk. Very little to no action because yeah. hey, I, I think it got to a point where I, I also, I don't know if I really describe myself as an agnostic, but mm. I've read a bit of that as well. Yeah. I've, I've, I've read a lot, mysticism and all yeah. this. Yeah. And this, this, I just say, Jesus is my friend. Mm. And I, I ascribe to be, you know, to, to have that Christ consciousness. Yeah. And oh, yeah, yes. Yes. yeah, yeah, I think that's my aim right now. I don't care if you call me a Christian or not. That's not my point anymore. My point is my relationship. Whatever yeah, my you point call is it is your own. Exactly. And now how I show it outward cause hey, it's exactly it's action. Action. Yeah. <laughs> action. It yeah. cannot be that the entire and yes, um, there are some questionable stories in the Bible. I'm not gonna lie, even in the Quran. There's some stories mm. that like this doesn't show what he's been trying to preach, but Nisawa too. But mm. there in reality is either way. Either way, the love mm-hmm. was shown. It never was just a spoken thing. Even yeah. a lot of the times when uh, Jesus' love is talked about, mm-hmm. uh, or God's love is talked about, there's always mm-hmm. a story behind it, what he did, how he showed mm-hmm. it. There's always, quote-unquote, proof that yeah. this is yeah. why he loves us so much. He loved us yeah. because his son, his son died. He loved us because even when he was flooding the earth, he just made sure mm-hmm. our the Nini continues. Our yeah. <laughs> continue lineage. Our lineage continues. He did things to show, like, come on, you know, like, yeah. you cannot be just talking. And there's a mm-hmm. psychologist who is a three time. I keep forgetting his name. And I love him so much because he's chaotic. He's a chaotic <laughs> man because mm-hmm. there's a day he said, when I preach in church, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to yes men and women. And mm-hmm. he was like, it cannot be that I'm telling you something and there's no, we're not having a conversation. You're just taking in what I'm saying as mm-hmm. as truth. You need to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. He's a psychologist, he's Kenyan, psychologist and Zulu, what's his name? Zulu something, what is his name? I always forget his name. Benjamin, Benjamin Zulu, you are right. <laughs> Benjamin Zulu, he's a chaotic man in that mm-hmm. He will always say, yes, I am a preacher, and yes, I am a psychologist, but some things Christians do, I, I do not agree with. So he even <laughs> called out women in his church, say, why mm-hmm. do you women dress 30 years older than who you actually are? Like, there's mm-hmm. a difference between modesty and dressing the way you guys are doing, and that is not modesty. You all just look old. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, no. <laughs> like you guys just look old. Why do you guys dress like old women? Dress like you. Just be modest. Like, yeah. I'm not saying mm-hmm. wear short skirts and everything, but wear fitting yeah. clothes. They need to yeah. fit your body. You cannot be wearing a gumia in the name of modesty. That's not what modesty. Call they, them all are, of them out. 
<laughs> they are helping their brothers not to fall into sin. And then he came to that and he said, if you're, if you're blaming someone for you falling into sin, then you don't have the emotional stability to be my church. Wow. He called, and that's why I see he's chaotic. Because I agree. I actually agree with him. Why is it that you're blaming other people for your sins? What mm-hmm. is that? Okay, you can't you wow. can't take accountability for yourself or your behavior. I know, Jesus Christ. And you know the way we were taught you are responsible for your sisters or your brother's salvation. Yeah. And you have to yeah. convince them to get saved. I remember there's a church I used to go to. Yeah, These small, small churches, I think it got to a point, Milizishuku to uh, the last church actually before I stopped doing the whole church mm. thing. And mm. they were so big on quote unquote soul winning. So if you are not going for those evangelical, evangelical, yeah, 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 like there's 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 something wrong. Like maybe the pastor would not say it to your face, but you would see Mm. clicks forming in church. For those who do that, and for those of us who are like, uh, we are not serious with this church thing. just because mm. we've not gone for soul winning. And it's yeah. a lot, I think that's one of the examples where we've taken religion to be more about this outward practice also, in as much yeah. as we talk a lot about the important things, but don't put those words into practice. Into and practice, yeah. in the other aspect, there are things that we do that are so, <laughs> it's like they're just helping helping us propel the religious aspect, but yeah. they have no solid ground as mm. to why these things are actually important for daily mm. human support, daily human um, yeah. therapy, we would say, mm. if you ask, okay, why why do we even do this? Someone mm. will tell you, okay, that's how we were taught. And that's that. And that yeah, means that, that, that answer is very... <laughs> It's very funny. I like that answer. That's how we were taught. <laughs> I always ask, yeah, so because we were taught, taught, it was right. Mm. That was it. Like you, you never question. And, and, and I think, and that, and the, the, I think the reason why I asked that is because even my mother used to ask me that. <laughs> she'd be like, "Why?" And I'm like, "That's what we were taught." And she'd be like, "So because you were taught, that's it." Eh? Mm. <laughs> that's where your brain ends. So, um, let's talk about the illusion of certainty in the religion mm. aspect. Because I think mm. one of the things that people still hold on to, from my experience, from my observation is, there are people who question, but they yeah. don't really, they, they are not strong enough to look for a religion or to sort of cultivate a religion or a practice, a spiritual practice that mm. works for them because they are afraid of, okay, when I die, what will happen? And also from a psychology point of view, what what's what's the idea of certainty? Like what why do we need it? So because uh, what I have seen, let me just say that what I've seen mm-hmm. is that religion and spirituality provides a bigger person than the self, which actually yeah. provides a lot of comfort uh, mm-hmm. to a lot of people where yeah. Yes, fine, I have things that I can do that can control my life, but there's someone bigger that yeah. may or may de- may not decide that this is the path I should take. So it yeah. does provide a sense of comfort 
which mm-hmm. for some people actually helps them thrive even more, yeah, you know, pursue yeah. their goals even harder. Then there's mm-hmm. these other people who use it as an escape goat, you know, to mm-hmm. um, say, you know, um, to not to not take accountability for certain things. Or the sense lives, of yeah. Sec- yeah, the illusion of security also calms people down at the reality that sometimes, or maybe it's not a reality, but clearly all of your life is your responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and that's yeah. big, that's huge. Because first of all, you didn't even ask for the life. And I then know. all of a sudden you're telling me that all of this is my responsibility. It's my responsibility, so, yeah. The security of religion and spirituality gives you that, yeah, it is my responsibility. But if mm-hmm. things right. either go this way or that way, there were a lot of mm-hmm. things that weren't under my control. Yeah. And therefore I can I can sit in the fact that I did my part of my responsibility, but mm-hmm. there's this higher being that will take control of a lot of factors. And I like, mm-hmm. I really love because again, I've had a really healthy, well, I've had some terrible experiences with religion. But that's with actually mm-hmm. friends, funnily enough. But mm-hmm. my, I have very religious friends or spiritual friends. Very, mm-hmm. very like astute. They're actually the ones I go for Bible study with sometimes. I love it. Mm-hmm. And okay. I always say that it takes a responsible type of human being is because they've used religion and Christianity to keep themselves accountable for their things and to and keep I themselves on track. Yeah. So because of that, it's had given me so much hope in <laughs> Christians. My friends yeah. are giving me hope in Christians, and if they didn't know now, they know it because they listen. They they listen to your podcast now, um, <laughs> so now they know. <laughs> but it's it, mm-hmm. it takes a specific type of emotional intelligence for you mm-hmm. to take this being above you and use it mm-hmm. as your own personal motivation for growth and and yeah. self accountability. Yeah. But that security it comes with yeah. I have this big life that I have to take care of that I never asked for. Right, yeah. I'll take responsibility, yeah. but I know if things mm-hmm. don't work out the way I thought they would, there's something mm-hmm. bigger than me that's mm-hmm. creating a reality or a path for me, right? Yeah. And therefore, right. I will, you know, even if I stumble, yes, it will be annoying, yes, I'll cry, yeah. but this bigger being, this thing bigger than myself that sees all and knows all is taking me down either a different path or is asking me to slow down. Or is mm-hmm. asking me to reflect, which is a very important part of psychology introspection. Um, sitting down yeah. and reflecting your behavior. Mm, yeah. 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 So th- yeah. that's that's where the illusion of certainty comes um, comes in. Uh, but the other coin is that mm-hmm. what what people end up doing, and not everyone, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. you then throw away the responsibility or the accountability of your actions. So using yeah. the excuse of religion to excuse certain terrible behavior, all in all, it is just terrible. Behavior. Yeah. So yeah. you don't like someone who chastises them, you treat them like shit, and you say my religion doesn't accept this person. Oh God. And I'm like, your religion didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all you. It's yeah. all you and your issues. <laughs> and your own. So you're using projection and then using the excuse of religion to yeah. excuse your pathetic behavior mm-hmm. and saying your religion said this but fine it is okay to separate yourself from mm-hmm. things you don't agree with then yeah. always for that because it will also create a cognitive dissonance that you don't necessarily need to put yourself mm-hmm. through. however yeah. 
your reaction mm -hmm. to what you do not agree with is all your mm -hmm. responsibility. A therapist will always tell you, your emotions are okay. Your reaction mm -hmm. to your emotions are what you need to figure out. Yeah. Your emotions are fine. Your anger, mm -hmm. your disgust, your what towards certain things are okay. But your reaction yeah. to now that emotion are entirely mm -hmm. your responsibility. So if you're making someone feel about themselves just because you don't agree with what they do, Mm -hmm. then you're not being an astute religious person, Islam, um, Muslim, I mean, um, Christian, yeah. uh, Hindu. You're not being good. You're being very mean and it's unfair to the person you believe in or to the yeah. being that you believe in for blaming them for your nasty behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I think I love the way you put it. Like there's a yeah. way you're balancing between the positive sides of religion and yeah. you know, now also bringing back this other negative side, the, the reason yeah. why some of us deconstructed in the first place. The and first I love place, the, yeah. the, the fact that you've said this whole aspect of values. I think I also appreciate mm. uh, Christians who still mm. hold values in a way that you can rely on this person because you know this person is accountable to a being that yeah. is higher than, than themselves and also yeah. accountable to themselves, their own mm. personal like they will not mm. do something because it goes against their own values and the values yeah. of what they believe in. Mm. And the best thing is that those values are also good for themselves and for the society yeah. at large. So yeah, that at actually, large, exactly. Yeah, it brings a positive impact of even this whole illusion of certainty in as much mm. as we don't really know what happens after we go, but you believe mm. that there's a being out there that is for the good of all of us or for the yeah. good of the goodness of the earth, it actually mm. makes life a better place and it makes place. it easy for us to correlate, coexist, which is mm. a very good thing. But now, yeah. as you've said, sadly, there's also the other side of it where now people decide, uh, God will take care of it. Uh, I, mm. I can be an asshole. I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah. You know, I've already accepted. I, I am washed of the blood. It's, it's, it's a done yeah. deal. It's a done deal. 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 Yeah. yeah, I'll go to heaven. You guys will deal with all this trauma afterwards mm. <laughs> on your own, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's usually like my, my pain point when it also comes to that you know, the illusion of certainty. Oh, but certainty, it's, it's, really, yeah. it's really hard to even uh, tell someone to go back to church when they're like, me, I can't go back to church because the last time I was there, those people yeah. hurt me in the they name hurt, of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And then the worst part is, and it's why I tell people, religion has, yes, we have religious, that every religion has its works because in reality, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the person who wrote the books we refer to was a person that was communicated. Now, and I always tell people, you know, it, it, fine, it, they were chosen mm -hmm. by God, but Ujawa is scared broken telephone. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there might be some miscommunication. Sometimes. Yeah. And that's why even at some point in the Bible, it says, mm -hmm. um, there's a I don't even remember the verse, but God tells us that, you know, take this word um, mm -hmm. and make sure you, you have a sort of it's not a personalized interpretation but use it for yourself because again the, mm. the heathen accept like uh, upper broken telephone mm. anyway yeah. um yeah and because yeah and because of that people then get punished because they don't have the same interpretation of, of the bible 
<laughs> as other people, right? Mm-hmm. And therefore, you then end up removing yourself from this thing in its entirety because you blame this person did this in the name of God. So this God that these guys are talking about, I do not want to associate with. This God used these people to hurt me. So these people, the Mm -hmm. God they're talking about, I do not want to associate myself with it. And that person Mm -hmm. has every right to feel that way because that's what they were made to feel like. They were made to feel like they weren't a part of, and yet the whole point of this religion is to feel a part of something, to come together Mm -hmm. in common interest to believe Mm -hmm. in this one being, and yet I was made to feel like an outcast. And I don't know, I, I feel like some aspect we all have some religion in us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Like yes. The way the way the way we we believe that it comes back to this whole idea of the illusion of certainty. Like my yes. way of thinking is is the ultimate way of thinking. So everyone yeah. should understand why i think the way i think and to mm. some extent agree with what mm. i am saying because i'm yeah. right because i'm right yes because and, of and the whole aspect of sort of that's how religion speaks yeah yes i'm yes. right yes because you're right and the, yes you are right <laughs> you're right about that you're right about um <laughs> and, and 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 anything that is to question that rightness quote unquote being right is is the enemy we don't have space for yeah conversation or i i remember there was um i had a high yeah. school friend of mine um her name's lucy i haven't talked to her in a while mm-hmm. but her name's lucy and let me tell she's uh, an sda seventh day adventist and she mm-hmm. she was one person that made me have hope about religion at that time you know now i'm starting mm-hmm. to question a lot of things so she yeah. she was very she she knew the bible she was what 6 17 but she knew her bible man she was oh, so impressive okay. it was so impressive and she mm-hmm. loved educating people she used to use the education perspective and i remember i don't remember what question i asked her i remember there are certain things there are certain values she adapted to and i just asked her you know what is the purpose of this and she actually mm-hmm. genuinely told me, I have no idea. <laughs> like she was not afraid to oh, tell God. you, I have, I have no idea what this one is for. <laughs> I've, I've been questioning this, but I have no idea. But all I know mm-hmm. is that it plays mm-hmm. a role with my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. If this, yeah, if it's playing a relationship with you know, God, fine, you don't have to explain to me. Come, it makes sense mm-hmm. to you and him, it makes sense to you and him. But she was very open, yeah. very, very open to, mm-hmm. you know, what mm-hmm. if, you know, there's this other side of the coin. She'd never chastise you for it. She always made sure that you had this. She never had this ideology of yeah. my way is right. No, she always knew this, wow. this other part. Highly intelligent person, yeah. by the way. But she always knew there was this other yeah. part. And therefore, she never said, she never made you feel some type of mm. way for asking those questions ever. She never made you feel like, you know, is there something wrong with you or why are you questioning my yeah. religion or what's wrong with you? She always just said, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. And she'd go to the Bible and she'd study and she'd be like, okay, by the way, this is where I got my answer from, from this chapter, this oh verse and, you know, this book. And I think it answers yeah. your question. 
to me this is the meaning i derive from it and mm-hmm. you know if it makes sense to you you can read on it like that was her approach for everything and wow that's why you know and and, and unfortunately the people who are very now the side you're talking about if it's not my way it's either my way yeah. or the highway the or problem the highway. with that is <laughs> yeah the problem with that is now they completely taint and um, these other guys they taint in that yeah. you question you're made to feel like a sinner and i always say but we're all sinners right but anyway you're made to feel like worse of the worst <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're made to feel like the worst of the worst you're not welcome to just question mm. and, and questioning doesn't mean you're it doesn't mean you're any less of a christian it doesn't mean you're any less worthy of god's love you're just asking a mm. question so that it's answered and if yeah. there's no answer you sit down with somebody and figure it out together right yeah. just because you right. don't know doesn't mean there's something wrong with you sit down with a person be like yeah. and that is also why again there's another um now she's muslim um mm-hmm. she's also a psychologist so I'll just keep her name redacted kidogo but even yeah. her she says she sits down she'll explain she like in the quran there's this nini that talks about this and usually in the teachings it means that she'll sit down with you and figure it out with mm-hmm. you there's no wow. you know yeah like i understand why you'd question this and that and the other i'd understand yeah. why you'd question you know this let's sit down and figure it out because you and me yeah. i don't know the answer because i know yeah. the quran i'll look through it for you and then mm-hmm. i'll tell you the chapters i got and the verses and then we can sit down and discuss there's room discuss. for discussion yeah oh that's but, amazing but the residual tendencies are there. like for me for example i'm very i think therapy has forced me to not judge like to switch off that <laughs> bias part of myself but <laughs> I, it's still there sometimes people will come to me and instantly there's a bias that switched on because i'm like okay. and i'm like okay but those are my residual tendencies because i was told yeah. i was taught from the get go yeah. this is not something that's acceptable this is not something mm-hmm. that that should be should be happening quote unquote <laughs> quote unquote <laughs> yeah but the fact that it's happening means it's happening and there's only yeah, nothing happening. i can do about it so yeah. there's also that there's so many residual tendencies up to now that i still have even though it's been what uh seven years mm-hmm. it's yeah. been seven years i still have, i still have a couple of residual tendencies how about you um i think for me um mm. you know i actually didn't didn't realize that mm. i do have those those tendencies those residual tendencies until mm-hmm. i followed there's this page called happy whole you on instagram yeah. and yeah and this con- deconstructing deconstructing mm-hmm. mamas on mm-hmm. instagram mm-hmm. the whole conversation is about deconstructing from religion and mm-hmm. they mentioned that do you realize that even after you leave the church or you leave religion there are still some mm-hmm. things that you do to your own detriment just because of mm-hmm. where you are but they are not mm. it's they are, you are not conscious about it because in your mind yeah. you feel like yeah i left the church i yeah i i left the church and everything to do with mm. that and everything that mm. came with that but mm. if you sit well you realize you see the way you are sort of attuned to judge all the time Mm. like it's it's a responsibility to determine who's right who's wrong it's wrong yeah uh, you still find yourself doing the same thing 
even yeah. in your life after church and also there's yeah. this aspect of you're looking for a savior to save you from something so you'll find mm. most people who've left religion they'll still find mm. themselves themselves in groups where mm. there is the main speaker who is speaking yeah. into their lives in a certain yeah. aspect so yeah. it might not always come with i've left this church i've gone to another church it could be mm. that you've left one form of a control group and you've gone into another because you are yeah. not aware yeah, of the yeah. things that yeah the things mm -hmm. that you are sort of how do i put it uh, is it attracted to to some sense because mm -hmm. of where you came from it is inbuilt mm -hmm. in your subconscious now so you feel like that's the only way to live and that's why you yeah. feel some of them you'll see some of them get into self-help and, mm -hmm. and they become sort of so really quote unquote religious in that aspect because mm -hmm. now the self-help books become becomes another form of a bible for them and they're yeah, trying so hard to follow that yeah, to follow i think there are those yeah. aspects you and also the aspect of community i think this will also lead us to the whole part of grieving in this mm -hmm. deconstruction because to one aspect, uh, when you're leaving the church, someone like me, where your whole life has been the church, all your the friends, oh. all your friends are in the church. Everyone who used to reach out to you were people you were with in the church, and now mm. you don't have the same belief system. So, like what? So do then you, do you you have to grieve the people that you lost because it's people yeah. you lost. It's, yeah, it's and you know that. Now, yeah. Mm -hmm. Before, before we go into the grieving part, uh, if mm. we were just to stick around into this part of, of residue tendencies, uh, mm. why I mentioned that is because everyone keeps on telling you, you need to find your community. I think when I was in therapy, before I actually realized that one of my biggest problems uh, with my mm. mental health was I had left a community and I yeah. now needed to sort of cultivate or find quote unquote my people is mm. um that whole idea is you are lost mm. you are lost because you're not the people that you were with before mm. so you start yes. asking yourself how 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 do i find my group how do i find mm. quote unquote my chosen ones and that's mm. another form of you know religion and residue tendencies yeah 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 so i think in in, in my experience those those are the three main things that i can think of at the top of my head the community the whole mm. aspect with grieving a lot because i became a yeah. colleague <laughs> mm -hmm. and the whole aspect of um looking for one voice to speak into my life oh and also the judgmental part the judgment my yeah. Brain. yeah yeah until yeah. i uh, i think when i realized that that's when i was like oh yeah i might have left the church but i think the church is still working around with me, <laughs> mm. it me. yes it's possible Okay. Yeah. yeah. Have but you seen the same it, thing with, with, with some of your... I think the biggest fear, and I think whether, I think my clients usually know it, I think it's more of a subconscious mm -hmm. knowledge, that fear of loss of community. Some of them might not actually yeah. outwardly say that that's what they're afraid of, but yeah. the biggest or the most highlighting thing that I've noticed about... Uh, the especially the residual tendencies is the they're very quick to look for a community and then they're looking for the community in the same way they found the last community and i always tell them yeah. if, if, if you're still using the same criteria 
to look for a new place um, mm. as the same, and then you're using the same criteria from the last place, you're going to end up in the same place. So you're yeah. going to end up in a space where you feel lost, in a space where yeah. you feel misunderstood. Yeah. And then because we are human beings, we will generalize it. Mm. Um, I know I have some clients who tell me, you know, I no longer religious, but I do believe at some point in therapy, we will have to get back to that. And I'm like, yeah, I, the fact that you said that, that would be my priority actually. But the way I'm going to help you figure out what your church looks like, you're going to think I'm trying to either not get you into church again, for sure. (laughs) You're going to think that, but what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make sure is that now you're creating your own definition or your own relationship with God and not the one that was fed to you. And Yo, this is only part one of this conversation. So watch out for part two. It will be coming on the 15th of this month. So don't forget to rate the episode, follow the podcast and share with friends, family and anyone else you feel will benefit from this conversation. So thank you for being here and see you next time on All Day Intentional. Bye.